He who saves one life saves the world entire. And the most important life to save is your own. After all, it's the place where you have the most power. So join shadow worker and trauma therapist Laura Giles each week on It's Not You, It's Me. We'll uncover what's in shadow and learn the things you need so you can heal yourself, grow yourself, know yourself, love yourself, be yourself, and share yourself. If you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, it's time to drop the self-sabotage and limiting beliefs. A healthy, abundant, connected life is an option. Choose it. Subscribe. And let's start manifesting it. Hi guys, I recently sat down with Jennifer Arthurton of Old Chicks No Shit, a community and podcast designed to inspire and support midlife women in chasing their dreams and creating their next kick-ass chapter. I believe it's important for everyone of both genders and all ages to come to life as juicy and authentic as they can so we can all benefit from each other's gifts. Today, Jennifer shares how women in midlife can be just that vibrant, strong, and relevant. So sit back and enjoy the conversation. And if it brings value or entertainment to your day, please share it and give us a review. It's an easy way to practice reciprocity and help us grow. Thank you. Hey, Jennifer, I am so excited to talk to you. When I saw your profile, I was like, wow, I really love this vibe. And I love the title of your podcast, um, Old Chicks No Shit. And um, I have a um, a private group within my private group. It's for women who we're going to be going through an initiation of womanhood. And we've been talking about all the stages of womanhood and it's just sparking so many interesting conversations. So I am really super excited to talk to you today. Welcome. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for having me. Sure. So can you, the title of your uh, podcast, it says so much. I know there's a story. Can you tell us what inspired that? Um, so it really is a tongue in cheek expression because everybody always says to me, why are you calling us old? <laughs> I'm like, well, no, no. Um, it actually, okay. So the phrase old chicks, no shit actually came from my corporate days in my twenties. Um, where, you know, when new people would join the team, we would just say jokingly follow the old chicks. Cause they know what's up. Right. And then, um, and it was funny at the time. And then when I had my midlife crisis, and I'm saying that in air quotes, um, midlife crisis at the age of 50 and started to rebuild myself and my life, um, old chicks no shit had a totally different meaning. Um, and it really was about reminding us that we are so much more than our faces and our bodies and our wrinkles and gray hair, and maybe a few extra pounds. It's not about what's on the outside of us. It's about everything that we know, all the life experience that we've had, all the wisdom, you know, that, that we share. And so it really is just about opening a conversation to refocusing. Um, because as women, you know, we're taught to see our value outside of ourselves for most of our lives, you know, is our body physically pleasing to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, I guess in the tw my twenties, it was a little bit of a foreshadowing that I, that I couldn't see, <laughs> um, but that's how it came about. 
So I'm not um, offended by the term old. Me either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you think that's about? And how old is old? Well, see, and this is the thing, right? To some people, 40 is old. To some other people, 80 is old, right? And it really is you know, it's this, this fear of aging that we, like we live in a culture that values youth and beauty above all else. Right. And so, you know, saying that you're old saying, saying that you're no longer relevant, that you no longer fit in. Right. And I think that's why people struggle with the term, because I don't know if you've seen it, but there's this thing going around on social media where a lot of these influencers are looking at this filter of them with their aged faces Hmm. and the reactions of these women, like, so we're talking young women in their thirties, some of them in their twenties and seeing their aged face, there's a lot of like, Ooh, that's so gross. That's not going to happen to me. I'm not going to look, I'm never going to look like that. And it really just highlights how much of an obsession we have with not showing our age, right. With not seeming that we're old. And I get it. Like, I understand why, because you know, we live in a culture that says when you're over 40 or you're over 50, you're no longer as valuable and relevant as you once were. And who wants to join that club? Right. So really it's about like changing the narrative around what it means to age. And especially for women, I think for men, it's one thing for women, you know, the intersection of ageism and sexism is a whole other ball game. Yeah. So one of the conversations that we've been having, um, is about the whole maiden mother crone, uh, Uh, trifecta and and I throw in a seductress in there and I know you call it maven yeah Um, and we're talking about how there really isn't a picture for femininity in the mainstream culture if you're not that seductress or mother you can be madonna or whore you cannot there's no other options right right one of the things that I saw on your your blog that I loved was that you talked about being invisible and how that's a good thing. Can you can you share your perspective about that? Yeah, it literally um, stems from them. Let them underestimate us, right? So here's the thing. You know, we um, we expend so much energy, you know, proving our value in the world as women. Again, you know, is our body body physically pleasing to somebody outside of ourselves? You know, what are we doing for you know our family, our careers, um, our kids? Like we're so consumed with all of these things outside of us, and then you know we reach this stage of life where you know maybe careers on autopilot, kids are leaving home, or at the very least they need us a lot less than they used to. Um, you know, relationships are changing, and as we kind of like fade and I'm saying this in the terms of our culture, like as we about fade into the background, it gives us an opportunity to like, to reevaluate, right? Like, who are we? So if we're not mother, if we're not wife, if we're not, you know, you know, corporate executive or whatever, you know, the job is like, who are we? And it's literally, and that's why I say menopause is actually a gift because it's literally creating a little bubble where we can pull back into what's true and authentic for us, like what matters to us, because this chapter of life, the next chapters of life are all about what matters to us. It's about true living our true authentic lives, being our true authentic selves. Yeah. I see the, the period before marriage and kids and when kids leave home as really belonging to the the female, the woman, it is about who am I? And if you fall into that place of I'm a sex object, You've got nowhere to go. Exactly. Exactly. That's going to end. <laughs> right. Well, that's the thing, right? And it's this little, you know, 
as we kind of step into invisibility and we're like re reevaluating, recalibrating, right. And kind of now turning our energy from outside of us to inside of us, we will be amazed at how powerful we really are because the world, the world is telling us we are no longer, you know, powerful. We're no longer relevant. And that's simply not true. It's by a standard, some other arbitrary standard, but when we actually come back to ourselves and know who we are and honor the value of all of the life experience that we've had and the wisdom and the knowledge, like we are really freaking powerful. And, and like my, my mission is to help women see themselves that way. Not like, you know, because the mainstream narrative, this was so true for me. I mean, I found myself at 50 having to reinvent my whole entire life. And when I looked out at the mainstream narrative about what's possible, you know, for a 50 year old woman, what was reflected back to me was bladder leakage protection, meal replacement shakes, sitting around waiting for the grandkids to visit. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, all very necessary and relevant, but that is a, tells a tiny sliver of the story of what it means to be a woman at this age of your life. In fact, it doesn't even begin to tell the story. And that's why I started the podcast because I'm like, I needed inspiration. Like yeah. I needed to see what was possible. And that's why I share those stories now. On, well, on I think those show. are the most negative uh, things that you can look forward to as well. I mean, it's not like you're dead at 50. <laughs> well, well, this is the thing. And I got to this place where I realized I'm like, wait, I have a whole other chapter, like 30 years, maybe even longer ahead of yeah. me. Am I really just going to sit around and kind of coast into the finish line for 30 years? Like, that's absurd. And that's when I got to the place, place where I'm like, oh, I can recreate the chap this next chapter of my life on my terms. Like, I can build it to be whatever it is because people have stopped watching me now. I'm kind of invisible, right? Like, so I can just go about my business and, you know, create a life that I love that's meaningful to me. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things that I, I figured out that on for my entire life, I had followed the script that was handed to me as yeah. a little girl somewhere along the line, like go to school, get a good job, work your way up the corporate ranks, um, you know, somewhere in there, get married, raise a family, live in the perfect picture house. And I was going along, checking all the boxes, checking, checking, you know, okay, I'm doing everything right. But what I realized was nowhere did I ever stop to say, wait a minute, what do you want? right? Like, is this making you happy? What do you want? And I was like, wow, I've never asked myself that question because I didn't know it was an option. Like as women, we're taught how to be from a very young age, how to show up in the world, what we're supposed to do, not supposed to do, how we're supposed to look, all of that. And in the process of following the script that's handed to us, we completely disconnect from who we are as people. Yeah. Right. And that's the power when we step back into that place I mean, for some people, it's rediscovering who they are. In my case, it was like meeting myself for the very first time, right? And figuring out who we are. That's where our power lies. So one of the things that has helped me tremendously are moon circles, because that is a place where you can be your authentic, vulnerable self, and you're not going to be judged because people get it, you know, yeah. other women yeah. get it, whether you're talking about menstrual cramps or boyfriend troubles or whatever it is you're not really looked at as a sex object in a moon circle right um so it sounds like you didn't have that experience and meeting yourself for the first time I don't even know what that might look like but so can, can you say more about that yeah it was um 
it, it was literally discovering like who, so I have operated my life kind of built on the titles and identities, like the roles that I played. So I was a wife, I was a mother, I was a corporate executive. I was a good sister. I was a good daughter. I was all of those things. But what I didn't know was who, like, who was I? Like, if I wasn't those things, who was I? And when I started asking myself that question, like there was nothing. And so it was literally a process of getting to know myself, like building a relationship with myself, just like you would any other person, you know, spending time with myself, listening to my inner voice, Um, you know, like, what are my likes and dislikes and like, you know, honoring those sometimes for the first time ever, right? And just really, it was a journey inwards. And I discovered parts of myself, like, for example, you know, the fact that I am actually a a very creative person. I have to have a creative outlet in order to thrive. I did not realize that about myself before yeah. that because I had never given myself the space to play, right? Because I was so busy following along with all the things I thought I was supposed to be doing. Um, you know, another big one for me was, you know, I worked in the world of sales and marketing and um, I honed my extrovert self very, very well because that's what was rewarded in that culture. And part of the reason why I ended out in burnout was because I never honored the introvert. And now I realize I'm a very, very balanced, introverted, extroverted person. I can go out and, you know, be with the people and love it and take all the energy, but then I need some downtime. Mm -hmm. And so discovering those things about myself, even, um, I don't know if you're familiar with, you know, human design. I heard about um, it from your podcast, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, un- uncovering all of the elements of why I was the way that I was and some things that I were ma- was making wrong about myself. Mm-hmm. Right now, all of a sudden I was like, oh, that's just who I am. And now I know how to operate, you know, in alignment with who I am at the core of my being. Right. So it really was a journey inward. And, and it's one of the things that I tell all the women in my community, the, you know, my leadership clients, um, if we do not spend time with ourselves, we will have no relationship with ourselves. We would never expect to have a relationship with a person, another person, without spending in time and investing in them. How do we expect to have a relationship with ourselves without that? And so when we reach this place you know, of midlife and we're questioning what's next, what do I want? The very first thing that we need to do is to go back inside because the answers to that you know, what's next question that so many of us ask are inside us. Our yeah. job is to start listening. Yeah, I think that the the most important relationship is the one with yourself. And I think we 100%. all, I mean, nobody can do that for you. You have to do it for right. yourself. And I think right. without that knowledge, there's no way that you're going to grow into a crone, which is the the old older woman. Um, yeah. What is your definition of that? So how do you see the crone? So it was interesting, you know, when I first started going down the road of exploring these archetypes, um, you know, the distance between mother, like when mother ended and when crone started seemed like this giant chasm, like there was nothing kind of in that space. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, I'm no longer actively mothering every day, but I also don't see myself as the crone because all of the depictions of crone were the, you know, the wizened old woman, you know, spouting wisdom from the mountaintop before she left the planet. And I was like, but wait a minute, that's not me either. Like, I, I, I feel like I don't belong. I feel like I don't fit in. And that's when I started exploring the the term maven, because the dictionary definition of that word is um, an an expert with knowledge and wisdom to share. And I love that because I feel like this is the the time, like this maven period of life is the time where we can actually, you know, 
we're old enough to have knowledge and wisdom, but we're also young enough to be able to see how that knowledge and wisdom can impact our, in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not like we're giving this wisdom and then we're leaving. It's like, we're sharing this wisdom. We're honoring our gifts. We're sharing our gifts. And then we get to stay around long enough to see the impact, like to see how it impacts our, you know, our daughters and our granddaughters, um, you know, and those around us. And I, that to me is just such a powerful, powerful thing. And yeah, I mean, I think by the time we reach, you know, the crone stage, we will be able to look back on a very satisfying existence, right? Right? It's not that, you know, we just like dropped off into this abyss, we sat around and did nothing. And then all of a sudden we popped up and now we're older and wiser. Yeah. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Um, But there was, you know, something that went, that was truly meaningful to us in between. So after giving all of us to everybody and everything, Right. And, you know, before we leave this planet, like there's this time where we get to focus on what's true and important for us. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends who are, um, they are the oldest female in their line now. So their, their mother has died. And that transition is really hard. If you're the one that's now leading and you haven't had a crone to follow, you may not know what to do, how to be the matriarch. And that's definitely happening for them. And I I feel the absence of crones, lots of old women, not a lot of crones. So I think without that maven stage, I don't know how people get there. Um, Do you have any suggestions for filling that gap? Like if this is your situation, what do you do? Yeah. Um, And so really, it's, it's, it's kind of what we just talked about before. First of all, it's like, you know, taking some time to reorient yourself from, okay, I'm no longer or not as much, you know, serving others and, you know, being beholden to things outside of myself. I'm now like reorienting and shifting all of my energy inward. And it's like, what, you know, it's like tapping into that inner voice, your intuition, right? That thing that you've probably for many of us been And that was true for me. Like I ignored it for a long time. Yeah. It was always talking to me, but I was so busy, you know, trying to follow the script that I was, you know, kind of pushing it down and tuning into and building that relationship with your intuition, because your intuition knows where you need to go next, right? It knows. And it's a matter of learning to trust that and learning to trust ourselves, right? Because I do believe as women that we aren't taught how to trust ourselves, right? We are taught to value opinions outside of ourselves before our own. And it really is about, you know, building that, that relationship with that very intuitive part of us that exists in everyone. Like there is not a woman that does not have um, a strong intuitive guide. And that's where we need to get to, right? Like, you know, when I was staring into the big black hole that used to be my life, like, and I could see no possibility, um, that was one of the first things I did is like, okay, well, where do I go next? And I would just keep asking this question, like what's next and whatever came up, I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't really know where this is going. Like, I'm not sure what you're asking of me, but I'm going to follow it anyway. And so for example, one of the first things like, you know, I was so sick from my burnout. I couldn't really do much. I was kind of forced into this place of silence and stillness because all the things that kept me occupied were no longer available to me. Right. So I was no longer a wife, no longer a mother. I was unemployed no longer a corporate executive. And I was bedridden with a stress-related illness. And the only thing that I really could do was um, to go for really, really short walks. And so I would walk across the street from my house to the park and I would sit under a tree. And sometimes I would just sit there. Sometimes I would bring my journal 
And I'd be just like, okay, whatever comes up, I'm just going to honor it. Like I, I, at that point, I was forced into kind of surrender to what is. So I would bring my journal and I would just start writing and I would just be like, what's coming up. Right. Um, and you know, one of the first things that came to me was you need to start writing. And then my brain said, yeah, but you're not a writer. (laughs) I'm like, okay, brain sit down. We're going to start writing. I started telling my story and I then, you know, started out publishing a blog and when I started sharing my story, thinking that I was alone, like there was something wrong with me because my life had imploded around me, all of a sudden other women were now seeing themselves in my story and saying, oh my goodness, I can relate to that, right? And then it was like, okay, what's next, right? And that's when the podcast started. So it was literally just going, okay, I'm going inwards, I'm blocking out everything around me and I'm going to listen and I'm going to honor what comes up for me. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. So I can't leave this conversation without talking about the negative side of women, which is the cattiness. Mm -hmm. Um, Some women are really catty and they don't want to see other women succeed. They see them as competition. If I'm that woman, how do I turn that around and take what you're saying? How do I let that in? How do you let let everything that you're saying about listening to your intuition and and deciding things for yourself that that independent spirit and you know that inner juice how do i let that inner juice shine through all of the insecurity of cattiness yeah well i mean there's you know the the cattiness and then there's our own insecurities right and here's the thing if somebody says something about you that you don't believe, it's very easy for you to brush it off, right? Like if it's not already in you, you'll be like, okay, so you think you don't like my blue hair. Okay, whatever. I don't care. Right. But if you happen to have an insecurity and somebody pokes at it by says, oh, oh, she's gained some weight. And that happens to be a trigger thing for you. Right. Then you will take that on. Right. And so I often look at, you know, when somebody says something and along the way, people have said stuff, right? Like I turn that back to myself and say, why does that bother me so much? What part of me actually really believes that? Right. So it really is about because the world is going to be the world and people are going to be people and we can't control them. Right. Our job is to figure out why we are reacting. Like, why did that hurt me so much? Mm -hmm. right? Like what, you know, and most of the time we can't do anything about it. We can't change that person. I mean, yeah, obviously there are boundaries and there are conversations in the places that it matters. Um, But, you know, being able to turn it inwards and ask yourself why it bothers you and then go to work on that part of you that feels triggered or hurt, right? Mm -hmm. That's how we understand ourselves, right? Like that's how we grow and improve. Right. Because we the world is going to be the world and people are going to be people. We're never going to change them. Our job is to manage our own energy. Yeah, I agree that it, it's everything's an inside job. You got to do your own stuff. Nobody can yeah. heal you. Um, so if if the person is catty, maybe that just look at why am I saying that? Yeah. <laughs> what is motivating me to get my claws out? <laughs> right. Exactly. And you know yeah, what part of me, what part of me is hurting right now? What part of me do I need to show compassion to? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think there's only two choices, love and fear. And when you step away from the fear, the love's always there. It's true. And a lot, sometimes people will say things about you that 
are out of their own fear. And so, yeah. you know, like in the four agreements, you'd have to try and take nothing personally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So what, what kind of um, projects you got coming up? What's, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, so lots going on. Um, so we are, uh, relaunching the mastermind community for midlife women who are in the process of creating something new in their life and are looking for uh, accountability, support and from a group of like-minded women on the same journey. Um, there is Old Chicks No Ship merchandise coming out. Uh, there are some live events. Um, and uh, yeah, I think, and then there's the podcast, right? Which is my, my pride and joy. I love doing the podcast so much. <laughs> and having amazing conversations with incredible women. Um, it's so inspiring. And where does everybody go to find all that? So you can follow me on all of the socials at oldchicksnoshit.com. So I'm mainly on Instagram and Facebook. I do have a free Facebook group um, of the same name. Um, and there's my website, which is oldchicksnoshit. That's K-N-O-W shit.com. Um, yeah, so come over, join the community. Um, yeah, I'd love to have you. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. And thanks everybody for tuning in. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help the podcast thrive, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Laura Giles, you can follow her on all her socials at Laura Giles 804. See you next time.